Welcome to the Lash Besties Podcast. Hey everybody, thank you so much for joining us today. This is the Lash Besties Podcast and I am Amalia from Brazen Lash and I'm here with my Lash Bestie and best friend Jody from Wink's Lash Bar. What's up guys? And today we're going to be talking about how the lash industry changed our life because I think it's um, fair to say how good of an industry has been for us and to tell you all our accomplishments, our big, um, our future projects, why we recommend the lash industry to anybody that's looking into joining and how our lives looked before and after the lash industry. Yes, a lot of positives in this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there is, I mean, there's a lot of lows, but there's a lot of highs. And I was telling Jody a little bit before we started uh, recording that I think, and I do this myself, and I think she does this herself too, we don't really recognize our own accomplishments. We're so hard on ourselves, like we celebrate everybody else, but we never really truly give ourselves a pat on the back and say, dang girl, you You worked hard, you did it. Yeah, I can honestly say I don't. Like I was telling Amalia, I was like, People are always like, oh, that's so cool. You have your own business, your own shop. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever. It's not that cool. Like, it's no big deal. (laughs) But then it's like, I drive by businesses that I know, like my neighbor's own or my friend's own. I'm like, that's so cool. Like, their business, their name is on the building. And then I drive by mine and I'm like, yeah, that's just my shop. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) And I think, I, I mean, I tend to, I mean, I don't, I'm not that harsh on myself, <laughs> but I do, I mean, I, I, I look at my building in, in California, I mean, it's not my building, but where I have Brazen, and I just take it for granted. Let's, you know, call it what it is. I really do. And sometimes I forget because I feel like it's expected of us nowadays to have these multi-million dollar lash businesses that if you don't, if you don't say constantly, oh, I'm making seven figures or, you know, doing what other people are doing, you feel like you are falling below par. And I want to remind you all, no, like a lot of things even the little, the littlest things are to be celebrated. I mean, think about it. Just the fact that you are, even in a Phoenix salon, because I used to be in one, the fact that you have your own space to work and take clients, that's your own little business, you know? It's yours. You are your own boss, and I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. takeaway is that this industry allows you to be your own boss pretty Mm -hmm. easily compared to a lot of other industries. And to be able to say that you have your own company, you are your own boss, is a huge accomplishment. Because that's, I feel like a lot of people, that's ultimately what they work towards. Mm -hmm. I mean, even celebrating the fact that you have the balls to say call it quits at a nine to five and go full on to open your own business it takes a lot of courage not everybody has the ability the mental ability the willingness to do it so i think this episode is here or we're doing this episode to remind you all to be kinder to yourself and to celebrate your own accomplishments because People most of the time are looking outside, you know, the the window, looking into our lives, and they probably wonder and admire, like, how do they do it all? How does she get to do that? And you know, I don't, I'm, I couldn't do it. And we just are like, eh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely feel that way. Where it's like, oh, where I don't take, I guess you could say I don't take myself seriously in a sense. Where, like. If I have to really look into it in my business, I do everything. Payroll, inventory, um, scheduling, the website, social media, just everything that has to do with the business. I don't hire anybody outside to do anything. And then to think that I do all that, also having two kids, driving them all over the place to different schools, all their extracurriculars. When I say it out loud, that's like, oh, shit, you you do do a lot. But then mm-hmm. while I'm doing I'm just like, eh, whatever. 
it's cool. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. <laughs> Until I get we burnt out and then that. I'm like, shit. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I want to kind of tell everybody how our lives used to look like before the lash industry. And I think this is key because not everybody's going to be able to relate to us or specifically to one of us or both of us because we all have very different lifestyles. And very different situations but i want them to hear our stories because we just never know who is listening that's like oh my gosh that sounds just like me or oh my gosh my sister is going through that you know whatever it is the case so i want to start with you because just you and i alone our stories are completely different like the age that we started lashing mm -hmm. why we started lashing you know so many different things so I'm going to pass the mic to Jody, and I'm going to let her tell us just a little bit. You don't have to go crazy in depth into like your past life, although <laughs> trust me, guys, it's really interesting and fun. <laughs> and then Is tell us though? how your life looks like now. <laughs> yes. Sometimes I get like information here and there that I'm like, wait, I didn't know that. And I've known her for a long time. She's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, what? Oh. Yeah. Crazy things. I think I feel like I have some of those things, random stories where people are like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me first off say that I would not be, probably wouldn't be in this industry or where I am now with if I didn't have my husband, Louie, because that's how I started lashing was, I was actually bartending before. I quit my eight to five. I went into real estate, was bartending. I was, and I was making more money bartending than I was working eight to five. So it was like, ah, oh, why not? And then I met Louie. Then I didn't want to bartend anymore. And he was very supportive of me. Me and my career in anything is I do something for like a year or two and then I get bored. And then I change my mind. I have to do something new. I get bored too easily. And he knew that about me. And he was like, look, just take the next few months. I will support you and pretty much pay for your bills for the next few months. And you figure out what you want to do. And that's when I decided, I'm like, let me just try lashing. Took a course, loved it. Took the leap right after my course and practicing a little bit. I jumped into getting my own suite. And that's how it all started. And it turns out that I actually love what I do. And I didn't get bored of it after the first year or two or three. I mean, coming up in this year, it's going to be 10 years already. Mm -hmm. And from when I started and now I have a retail space and I have three employees, I'm able to make my own schedule. I honestly don't even work that much anymore because I have to take my kids everywhere like pick them up from school take them to school take them to their extracurriculars so it helps having employees and we're open seven days a week yeah and I like to showcase the fact that Jody has given opportunities to women in the industry to work at her salon and given them full trust and you know, so much support, doing trainings with them, paying for trainings for them, you know, things that a lot of people don't do. And that is part of her success. I think that she, because I think my friend, like she's very humble about like her success. And I just like to, again, showcase it because <laughs> if I don't tell it, she won't, she won't believe it sometimes. Um, but yeah, the fact that you have given these opportunity to people to work there with you that's a huge accomplishment too because it's not easy having employees it's not it's not impossible but it's not the simplest thing you have to be you know proactive about you know training them making sure that they're okay that customer service on point paying payroll one time like you cannot just hire somebody and be like eh whatever like you have <laughs> to well she has an amazing team, right? But, yes. you know, you, you, can, you cannot just, like, just roll with life and then forget about that you have employees. Just not go and not work and not be present. I feel like that's part of why your team loves you so much, that you're there. And it's also because I try to, like, I don't like seeing them as my employees, like we spoke earlier in right. the episode. I 
like to think of them as my coworkers because <laughs> I yeah. respect everybody and I don't think, I don't feel like I'm above anybody, even if I have a new artist who just started lashing and I want to train them properly. I also mm -hmm. think it's really important if you do have employees to keep them happy. Um, I try really hard to keep them happy, give them like as much freedom as possible. I like taking them out to fun things like escape rooms mm -hmm. or let's go for drinks, that kind of stuff. Keep, I like keeping the environment pretty light, pretty easy, mm -hmm. not really like a, I don't, again, I don't like feeling like a boss where I have to like right. tell people what to do. So I right. honestly, I try very like to tell them what to do as little as possible. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But you know, that in itself is uh, an accomplishment for you because you have learned what works for you and your team. And it's not easy finding good employees that are lasting employees, like a team that wants to stay with you. Because we know that in this industry, a lot of people choose to be solo artists because of the profits you can make being your own boss, right? Yeah, I feel so, like the turnover rate at other yeah. lash places, like lash chains are pretty high. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm like, that I, That on its own, it's a great, it's successful, you know, in your, in your story because you have had these girls stay with you and wanted to stay with you, like willingly, you know? So I want, you know, I want people to know that when you have a team, and then you figure out that specific key or formula to have good artists work with you, it's like, dude, pat on the back. Because I don't have that within me. Like, I mean, I, I, I know how to be a great leader and like maybe a mentor. I just don't necessarily love having the responsibility of like, you know, running payroll for employees and all the insurance and all that stuff. Yes, yeah, so. but you, that, then you've done well in the sense of your, for Brazen, you have, you don't have an employee, but you do have a renter that is pretty much like, I mean, she's your right hand. Yeah, two renters, it's crazy. I mean, it's difficult to find to people that you trust. do everything yeah. that you need over there. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we all and know they're cool. how... I mean, if you haven't listened to our previous podcast, let's just go over it again. But for those that do know, we, can, we know how Amalia started and it wasn't the best situation because her boss had like no faith in her and pretty much told her like, mm -hmm. you can't do this. But you proved him wrong and <laughs> yeah. let us know it's crazy. again how you got in. Okay, so my story... I don't want to drag it too long, but I was born and raised in Mexico City, hence the accent, ladies. I mean, come on. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was born and raised in Mexico City. So I come from, you know, we were not poor. I don't like to describe ourselves as poor, but we didn't have much. We were not privileged, a privileged family. I was um, a kid in a household of a single, a single mom single parent household and it was for me everything that I have was or had was earned with hard work right so when I moved to the U.S. my, my dad lived here we're in California and when I moved um, you know I used to be ashamed of saying this but my dad used to be an alcoholic he's a recovered alcoholic now and when I moved I never thought of really staying in the U.S. So I never thought like, oh, I'm going to make a career in, in the U.S. I just came to visit him. But my dad was just so sick and I, God just led me to, to stay. Then, you know, I met Michael, my, my now husband. So it's been 12 years since we met. That's and why you stayed. <laughs> I guess so. This haughty one, you know, no, just kidding. It was like a little bit of everything. Like Mexico, I love my, my country, but it's, could be so dangerous you know so I just didn't want to go back because me going back meant taking the bus at six in the morning in Mexico City by myself to go to college yes so oh well did when you I, have a situation once where it got pretty yeah. dicey and yeah I almost got kidnapped on my way to high school so you know you like you grow up so much faster over there so for 18 years and I'm I'm so proud of it you know like I saw the need I saw people having to struggle not having everything so when I moved to the U.S. everything here and I don't want to make it like any less than it, it is but 
core here is rich in Mexico. Like, you know, it's completely different. So for me, my dad had not a lot. He didn't have a lot. So I really couldn't just go ahead and say, oh, I want to go have a career, you know, for nursing or whatever else I wanted to do because I just, we didn't have the means to do it. So nevertheless, I found a way to go to school for a little bit. And then I got hired at the Chamber of Commerce where I met who was to hire me. And I did like a a quick career there for four years as a telecommunications um coordinator I was like a building permitting manager and I absolutely hated my job like I was so it was so stressful for me because I was working with engineers like imagine my accent not knowing English as well as I know it now or I like to believe that I know (laughs) English now but it was like 10 times worse you know and I couldn't um there was like lingo that I didn't understand I was a young girl everybody looked at me like this poor girl like you know what is she doing here but there was one person in that company that did give me a chance and I will forever be thankful to him that he hired me even though I was so nervous. And it, this career or this uh, job just made me stronger, but I was in my on that pathway where I didn't want to go, was, which was me hating my job but having to do it because it's what maintained my bills and it maintained me helping my dad that was so sick at that time. He was in and out of the hospital and I was basically helping him, right? So Michael, kind of like Louis, like see God (laughs) sent us amazing husbands. He told me like, okay, you know why you seem like super stressed out. You don't like your, your, your job. Like, why don't you find something else? So I was on my way to Mexico to visit my mom for the first time. And I was so tired of you know my job and I jumped on the internet to legit find what was the best high paying job (laughs) in the country at that time in 2015 and literally number seven was lash extensions and I was like what the heck is that it was like real estate you know some other stuff you know dentistry and whatever and then who would have thought (laughs) yeah and I find the number seven eyelash extensions and I'm like who is, what is this? You know, so I click on it and he gave me like a quick description and I was like, F it. I'm just going to find a, a, you know, a certification, whatever. I did not know anything. Found it online and then paid $1,500 for a training. I didn't know if it was going to like it or not, but I did it. I didn't tell Michael. (laughs) Came back, took the training. I hated it. I cried and I didn't want to do the second day because I sucked and, you know, I glued my model's eyes shut and I was like, this was a mistake. But then the moment I told Michael, how much it was he's like oh hell no you're you going to go back and finish <laughs> <laughs> yes. and then he's like once you finish you know um you know just making some money to pay what you spent you can quit and I was like okay deal by the time that I was supposed to quit I was like I actually like these and within seven months I started seeing profits to where I was like making the same amount as I was making at my other job because I wasn't getting paid too much on my first job and I was like dude I can actually quit like I can actually if I keep doing these I can actually quit that job and it got to a point where like yeah I walked in into my supervisor's um, office at that time not the guy that gave me the first opportunity to be hired there but another guy and I told him and he said he looked at me straight straight into my eyes and said, Amalia, you know that you're not going to do good. You might fail. And when you do, I'm not going to give you your job back if you come back here and beg me for it. So you better think this through. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is the first time that I felt empowered to do what I wanted and respect myself because I knew that this industry, they had so much potential for me that I could look at him and say, no, I quit. And I did. I quit. Good for so, you. You don't want somebody like that anyway. That's going to be so discouraging. That's, a, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't hate him, whatever. I, if anything, I'm thankful to him that he put that fire in my heart to just push forward and be like, now watch me, bitch. Like, yeah. watch, you know? <laughs> but uh, one thing led to the other. Um, I was co-renting a Phoenix suite for a little bit. And then I found, coincidentally, I knew that Jody worked at that building because that's where I met her. 
at her first location. Uh, but coincidentally, there was an, a room open for rent and I took it. And so Brayson has been located in Brea ever since. We've been there for four and a half years and I can't believe that I'm about to like renew the lease. <laughs> it's like insane, you know, but I agree with Jody. Like, you know, I would drive by when I was living in California and I was just like, yeah, Brayson. Like, you know, belittling everything that happened before I was yeah. even able to open that door. It's like, oh, there's my own business. Nah, it's nah. cool, but whatever. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but when I see Starbucks, Starbucks, yes, a coffee. I I'm going to get a coffee. I think for me, I don't feel like it's such a big deal because driving around, you see these huge buildings that yeah. have like hundreds of employees and they're really big and in my mm -hmm. mind I'm like oh yeah small business I have three employees no big deal compared to those companies that have hundreds of employees right. <laughs> but it is a but big hey, deal <laughs> it is we power the economy like we really do like small businesses like we do so much more than we really realize. Mm -hmm. But thanks to this industry, now I look back and, you know, because of the, the, our business, because of Brazen, my husband and I were able to purchase um, a condo in Yorba Linda, California. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that I was going to be able to do that. It was a, a 1,200 square foot condo which is tiny now in comparison to the house that I live in in Texas <laughs> but the fact that we were able to afford that and look my husband he's the most supportive most amazing husband ever but he told me himself and I love him because he's so humble about it he told me if you did not have Brayson I would not have we I would not have been able to afford a home for the both of us in a city like that in a, you know, in a HOA that was like prestigious and whatnot, you know? And I was like, thanks, because sometimes I, like, I always think of Mike and I as a team, but when he makes me reflect how much my business has changed both our lives, it like brings me back to like, wow, this industry is amazing. It really is. So now I live in Texas. I left my last best friend Back in California. <laughs> I know I miss her so much. It's so sad. I know I miss everybody <laughs> over there. But I live in Texas now, um, and you, you know, are about we, to do amazing things over there. Yes, we are looking forward to opening our first academy here in Texas. I'm looking into the retail space already as of January 2023. Um, I'm working with a a. Um, commercial real estate agent and you know it's just I'm I'm loving the process it's scary because it's gonna be a 3,000 square foot place but it's awesome you know I never thought I could do it and, and you probably in California to be able to do that is oh my just, god yeah it's crazy right now let me say to you guys the fact that I'm able to do these also is um the result of Mike and I being very smart with our finances. So when when I when I say that we are doing great financially, it's not just because the lash industry gave us like a chunk of cash and that's <laughs> it. Like no, we we worked hard for our money, but we were also smart doing certain investments and you know and knowing saving. how exactly knowing how to save and living under our means. And that is why I was able to retire Michael for three years and you know I also took a year off from lashing to move here to Texas and so the like if you're smart and you have a mentor if you have um, a coach a coach that can tell you like hey this is how I did it like maybe you should do these everybody's life is very different and your plans and goals are different but if you find people like Jody, you know, like can teach you the craft and also guide you through your endeavors and like ask questions like, or me, you know, like, hey, what do you guys suggest? Like, you guys need to find somebody that can guide you because we were lost for a while. I mean, we're condensing our story, but for a long time, we, we didn't know what we're doing, you know? So yeah, it's all a learning it, process and like doing research along the way, like, oh, I want to do this. How do I go about mm -hmm. that? And then you got to do mm -hmm. a lot of your own research. Um, right. I will say, though, 
just don't ever, you would don't ever want to go shopping with me. Like we're talking about yeah. money and saving and being smart. Um, if I have it, I will spend it. <laughs> and that's why I think our husbands are our balance. Yes. <laughs> because I'm this, I'm, I can't be the same way, but I have learned a lot from Michael. He's just so disciplined and I love him, but hate him at the same time for yes, it. Because Louis I'm like, like that too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, like I would so spend on things, but then now I have to, I worry in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh no, he's going to be mad at me if I buy this. <laughs> like, I know. I let know. me just he knows. stop. <laughs> I know. So for the ones of you that don't have a significant other, I could see how it could be hard, but maybe you're even more balanced because you have to do it on your own, you know? I don't know. So that could be also like a big accomplishment because I know there's a lot of girls that are so good with their finances, you know, and I admire that about them. Like I just, I know how to make money, but I love to like to spend it. It's like, like, I know how to make it. I don't know how to keep it. Like, yes, we're just terrible. That's like, so terrible. We're well, really bad. That's why I have gotten so much better at saving now with Louie and then my mom also telling me all the time mm -hmm. that I need to save. So the only way that I can save is if I do automatic transfers to accounts that I don't see or touch. <laughs> it's like, if I don't see it, then I don't have it Yeah. type of deal. Well, whatever <laughs> works, sister, honestly, at this point, whatever <laughs> works. But, okay, so let's move on to, like, we have shared some of our biggest accomplishments, but I kind of want to list them, and I want to go, like, I want you to go first, but I'm going to say it for you because I feel like <laughs> this is important. So I'm not a mom yet, or I don't know if I will be a mom, but yes, whatever. I don't have kids. I'm going to I'm going to make it. I, somehow I'm going to make that happen. <laughs> okay. Um, but so me seeing Jody as my colleague and my best friend, but also as a mom, right? Cuz she's a mom. I was so enamored by the fact that she could work and have her kid with her because she hired a nanny and I want you to tell us everything about that because I know that there's a lot of people listening to the podcast that are lash artists and they're full-time moms too mm -hmm. and a lot of their um, anxiety comes from how can I keep working or how can I make it work out and have also balance to be able to be with my kids so I wanted you to tell us about it. Okay, so let's go back to when I went to esthetician school. So mm -hmm. as you guys, most of you know already that Amali and I both did it backwards. We learned mm -hmm. how to lash first, did a little bit of lashing to see if we even liked the industry, and then we went to school and got our license. Um, mm -hmm. When I was in esthetician school, I was actually pregnant with my second child, my daughter Charlie, mm -hmm. and after I got licensed and everything, I found my retail space and it just so happened that the space that I was looking at had a room that I could use as a quote unquote break room or in my case, it was the room for Charlie. So I was able to hire a nanny and it wasn't just a nanny. I was smart about this. When I put the ad out on care.com, I said I was looking for a nanny slash personal assistant. So what I got was exactly that. When I interviewed her, I told her, yeah, you'll be taking care of my baby while I'm at work, but you also need to answer the phones because when I'm with clients, I can't answer the phone. You'll do that. Um, any phone calls that I need to make, like regarding whatever with the building, internet, um, whatever. She did all that. And when clients walked in, she would help them while I was with another client. Although she'd be helping them while she was holding my baby. <laughs> but I found a lot of my clients actually were like, oh my God, when they saw my kid there. And that mm -hmm. was almost six years ago. Yeah, Charlie just turned six in December. And I have clients that remember her as a baby. Mm -hmm. crawling on crawling around at winks and now they're like oh how old is she now I'm like six and we're all like oh my god so it's pretty mm -hmm. cool that even my clients have seen her grow up and yeah. it allowed me to keep working like yeah you might think oh spending the money for a nanny that just doesn't make sense but it totally does because if whatever you're paying your nanny if that is less than what you're making for the day working, it totally mm -hmm. makes sense. And if you have your own space, like why not have your 
your kid there. Right. Since a lot of places, like, I feel like all workplaces should have a daycare just so moms can go to work and they don't have to feel like they have to choose between watching their kid or going to work. Absolutely. And that's the beauty of our industry that we get to do that for ourselves if we really want to and need to. Right. And that was like, for me, was like amazing because I was like, dude, if I have a kid in the future, I'll probably do the same. So she laid this path for me to like know exactly what to do and take advantage of like this assistant that can also watch your kid. You know, it's like the best of both both worlds. Yes. You can definitely have both. You don't have to choose between one or the other. Absolutely. Now, I want to talk about real quick me retiring Michael because I feel like a lot of people are like, how did that even happen, right? And I want to be as as transparent as possible and I don't want you guys to think that because I retired my husband, that means I love him more and Jody hasn't <laughs> retired Louis because the sentiment is the same. She probably wants her husband home too, but their lifestyle is different. So here's my one of my biggest accomplishments. It was to retire Michael. And Jody just told you what she had to do because she had kids. Now, we don't have kids. So for me to retire Michael was way cheaper than probably <laughs> Jody would to retire Louis because they have a household with two kids, right? And it's it's a whole different economy there in their little house, in their house, in their little family. For me though, our expenses are different because we don't have kids, but I do have you know, to care for my, my father, he's sick, he lives with me, and I'm always helping out, you know, my family members whenever I can. And your so, six dogs. And my six dogs. <laughs> Those are my kids right now. Hey, dogs um, are expensive. <laughs> they are. But at the end of the day, you know, Michael, he also wanted to come home, but he was helping me. So I didn't retire him just to kick it at home. Like, yeah, he had freedoms that a lot of people don't have at 32 but also it's because you know we had a common agreement and then he would actually come with me to Brayson every day to open the shop and we at the same time were working on our on our uh, Brayson Lash Business Academy like the business blueprint for lash artists that I have going on right now it's actually open for enrollment and it took us two years for research for editing for recording Jody knows that I remember that for a long time Yes. And so Michael took it upon himself to learn how to edit, how to work every single uh, software that we needed to buy every single piece of equipment we needed. And he figured it out. So he was actually in the background. So a lot of people thought like, oh, so what does he do? Does he just like watch TV all day? I'm like, <laughs> no, like he was actually working. So when I say retire from work, it was from employ- the employment work that I retire him but it was a common effort. And once we finished our project, then that's when I took a year off to be with him and move to Texas. And I'm going to tell you, I fell in love with my husband again. It's crazy because we tend to take for granted, you know, our spouse because we're always on the get, on the go, go, go working. And it gets, you know, kind of like just like a routine like you just go to work come home eat dinner shower go to bed and you do it but all then, over again yeah that's also like the hustle and bustle of living mm-hmm. in a state like california where you do feel like you need to bust your yeah. ass all the time right. just to make a living and right. i think it's as although i hate the fact that you moved to texas and away from here like right. it's so I find it like amazing that you guys were able to move out there. You're you guys don't have to like do what everybody here in California has to do. Like your yeah. quality of life is changed. Probably yeah, it's changed. It's so much like not what's the word? Just more relaxed, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't feel like you're just busting your ass just to like Right. Buy some fucking eggs right now. <laughs> Seriously. Because I have neighbors that have chickens and they just give them to me. That, and <laughs> That's my life right now. So much space. Yeah. And yeah, the it's land incredible. and everything. So, but when I, when, when we talk about these, I want you guys to know that Mike and I are not like, I don't want to say normal because we're normal, but <laughs> we are very, uh, we take risks. 
and we make really big sacrifices in order to have what we have. And for us to have what we have now, I had to sacrifice my relationships in California, like not seeing Jody anytime I wanted, not seeing my family every time I wanted, not going to whatever, Disneyland every time I wanted, right? Like little things that maybe you think that are dumb or like they're like, whatever, you don't need them, but we still made that sacrifice and that choice, right? And also for us to live with like a whole year, we had to, uh, for like without working, we had to live with under our means. Like I don't have a car. I don't know if you guys know that, but I don't have my own car. We have one truck, it's paid for. And um, I choose not to have a car because I go to work, but I use my dad's car. He has a little car, very inexpensive. We, we share it. Um, and that kept me home for a whole year to kick it with my husband, get up at 10 in the morning if we wanted to, go to the gym every day, twice if we wanted to, eat whatever we wanted, cook at a home, watch TV. Like literally it gave me the freedom to live the life that I once prayed for, limited on, I cannot buy a Louis bag because you know, I have to pay my, my rent, but I gave the luxuries that I don't need in order to spend that time with my husband. And Which these, that time is way more valuable than any yes. purse yes. or shoes or anything right. could be. Right, and yes, and I don't regret it. I mean, we could still have lived a life of luxury, but we also choose to have a big chunk in our bank account, like saved up for our future, you know? So we have chosen a life that not a lot of people would sick because of the sacrifices and you know what you have to do in order to accomplish it but also you know it, it gave me these like time with my husband that I had never had you know so the fact that I this is one of my biggest accomplishments it's um it personal as same as what Jody has accomplished with her family you know because you guys are working as a team Michael and I have, have worked as a team so I just want to remind, say a reminder for you, to you guys. You guys can accomplish anything you want to, so long you're willing to work and figure it out. Just as Jody figured it out to not give up her career and have kids, and just as me, you know, to bring Michael home and live a life of pure relaxation and enjoyment. Like, oh my literally. gosh, that, that sounds amazing. Like when you're talking about the year that you guys spent, just like going to the gym, taking care of yourselves, mm -hmm. like waking up when you wanted to. I'm like, oh my God, I want to take a whole year vacation. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, like it was a year because it could keep going, but we have plans, you know, we're yeah. young. But we you guys were pushing. working during that year too. You yeah. were creating your course and yeah. that takes we a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. So anyways, like those are some of the things that I think are like, the highlights of our career, like things that we've accomplished. And I think the last thing that I want to say that I have accomplished in this career is to have such a solid friendship with you. Aww. Because, yeah, because I don't think it's a common thing. Like, it's not easy to find a friend in the industry that you could just share it all and be there for each other and That's push true. each other forward. And so talk I celebrate about that. all the things that yes. we're going through and have somebody relate to all of yeah. it too. So I still love you, friend. Love you. <laughs> so aside from all the accomplishments, do you feel like you have any regrets? I have one regret and I don't think it's a bad one. I think it's just like owning to my mistakes. Um, and that is to not be consistent on social media because it's like, it's just what pushes you and uh, forward into this realm of networking and sales and getting to you know know other artists. Um, and I did it because I was not selfish, but I was just thinking too much. Oh, the, I look weird. I look funny. My accent, you know, and I cost my business momentum that I could be using now. So I, I say this out loud for anybody that's feeling the same way. Don't um, stop being consistent on something that can put your business in a different position because you need any leverage you could take 
for your business because you never know. See, like I moved from lashing to trainings to now mentorship, business mentorship, and that exposure that I could have been cultivating for years, like, you know, I'm barely starting to be consistent again. So don't quit doing something for your business that's gonna be worth it at the end. So that's my biggest regret. But that, other than that, I don't regret anything I've done, nothing. Even getting in debt and paying the debt off, like, because <laughs> I learned a valuable lesson, but no, I don't regret anything. I know, I what wanna say you? my regret is the same. This damn social media crap mm -hmm. that yeah. is, and I'm still, I'm still like on the fence. It's like, I know I have to do it. And it's a mm -hmm. matter of finding time also because keeping up with your social media account is like a whole nother job. It and is. it just sounds so daunting. Like I yeah. don't want to do it, but I know again, like this is the way of marketing. Mm -hmm. You kind of have yeah. to. Right. So I guess and another it, one of my regrets is, well, you know yeah. this, I just got rid of a lot of them. Um, when I first started lashing, I purchased a giant order of lashes. My mm -hmm. hope for that was to be a brick and mortar shop for lash supplies. Because back mm -hmm. then, all, you could really only buy lash supplies online. And there was no store you could walk into. And I wanted to be like one of the first and only here in my area. And I didn't follow through with it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's probably one of my bigger regrets in the industry is that I set out to do it. I was so gung-ho about it. And then I just mm -hmm. stopped. I didn't, I didn't do the marketing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and which is like it's the same thing like if we had to describe it with one word it's consistency on yep. something that we just gave up mm -hmm. so if you're listening girls <laughs> and you're you're going through something similar listen to us don't quit like be consistent it, yes. it seems annoying but just it will pay it will pay off it will. don't half-ass anything don't like if you're gonna do if you say you're gonna do something do it like don't just quit on it because you never know Clearly, that's what happened to you and I. Yes, and don't hey. quit on the on lashing either. Even if you're yes. struggling right now and you feel like this yeah. is so hard, like just think yeah. about Amalia. Amalia wanted to quit after like the first class, and look at where she is now. Right. Like, yeah, that's true. You know, I feel like we've all been there. Joey and I have been not good at lashing when we started. We were not experts in the industry. We both doubted ourselves. We both had clients that tested our patients. Like we've been to like in places that you are like are right now or that you're exploring or you mm -hmm. will go through and we're still learning. So imagine like you don't quit, like just do it. I think um, imperfect action is better than perfect inaction, if that makes sense. Absolutely, well said. Yes. So just keep going. Okay, so future projects. So I kind of already shared mine, like my academy um, in the future. So this year, hopefully we're gonna be opening a lash academy here in San Antonio, Texas that not only will certify lash artists, but will also um, allow them to achieve a lash artistry license without having to go to esthetician school. So that's my goal and dream for 2023. But how about you? What are your future projects? Um... Not at liberty to say just yet, but I am working on, it's still in the beauty industry, working on mm -hmm. starting a new company. Okay. I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so you have so, to wait for us to announce it or for her to yes, announce it. But I'm very excited for her. That will be later this year. Hopefully, hopefully sooner than later, but it's in the works yeah. right now. <laughs> So see, we continue to grow. We don't stop. We don't get comfortable. We always want more. And every, you guys should always thing. want more too. Don't ever settle. Yes. Don't don't stop. There's so much. You have room, so much potential. Yes, to mm -hmm. grow and learn and keep on going. Yeah, we're gonna be like I think adding like twenty billion dollars of gross um, profits to the lash industry in the next four years. That's a lot. Dang. Of bees like legit yeah. <laughs> so just keep doing it girls don't quit okay uh our next uh topic is why we recommend the lash industry and i think that's a given i mean if we didn't 
give you enough answers yeah. by just sharing all of our, you know, stories. Like, what I else would, do you want yeah, us to say? The perfect word, if I had to choose one word, it would be freedom. Yes. I love that. I Yes, because I have tasted it. I've experienced it. The freedom <laughs> of doing whatever you want and living the life that you want because you have worked your ass off for something that is fruitful and has given you the power of like you know living the life that you want yeah whatever can, that freedom is i can honestly say that when i was in college and even in my 20s before i started the last industry i was always i didn't have a set career and mm -hmm. i was also poor I had a lot of mm -hmm. bills to pay. I didn't make a lot of money at my eight to five. And now I have the freedom to be like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my parents out to lunch or dinner. I can mm -hmm. buy them like mm -hmm. anything that, not anything, but like Most I can- Most of the things that they yeah. have, or you wanna give them, yeah. And even if it's just a random thing, not even their birthday or a special occasion, I know it's something they need or they want. Like, I don't have to struggle and think like, oh my mm -hmm. gosh, well, I can't afford that. Like, I am looking forward to things, more things that I'm going to do in the future. And right. so that I can eventually take care of my parents because that's also the mm -hmm. goal too, right? Your parents raised mm -hmm. you and, you know, when it comes full circle... That's absolutely your time to take care of your parents. And that's absolutely what I want to be able to do. Amen. I think that's one of the things that a lot of people don't know about us is that we have that in common. We both take care of our dads. Like you take care of your dad and I take care of mine. They live yep. at home with us. <laughs> and sometimes when they're driving us crazy, we call each other. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> like, I want to ass. <laughs> and we're like, no, no. You know I understand you. Calm down. So yes. it helps. Oops. Yeah, it helps. Um, okay, so what would we do differently if we started from the beginning? So this is a question that I always think about because I honestly wonder if my career would be at a different stage right now. Like, again, it's not a regret or anything, but I think something that I would do differently if I was to start again as a lash artist, is to take education more seriously and invest in a mentor. Like look for like mentorship way sooner rather than be spending money on things that are just not necessary. Like extra tweezers or, you know, all these like lash shirts that look pretty but they don't do anything for you. You know, like really putting money and time into learning more rather than quick, you know, um, instant satisfaction purchases. If that, yeah, that, that will be my thing. I'm sorry, I'm guilty. I probably like, was like, yeah, Molly, just buy it. Just buy it. <laughs> no, it's, cool. it's okay. <laughs> oh, we I have to get no. this so we can match. We both oh, need to buy one of these. Yeah, she made me buy these like Gucci, purse I don't regret it but I'm like oh, this girl that could have been like another mentorship but it's okay it's okay I don't regret it I love you but what what do you what would you do what different if you started what I do differently again um well I'm gonna say social media but social media didn't pop up like didn't blow up this yes. big until some, it, just yeah. a few years ago I would say in the beginning I would focus on marketing more mm -hmm. marketing branding that's how you mm -hmm. see some of these, um, if you are looking at these other lash people and you're like, wow, this work is like, eh, questionable, mm -hmm. but how in the world do they, like, honestly, we have all seen it, work that's like, ee, and there's like thousands of likes, tons of followers. Mm -hmm. Again, though, that those numbers don't necessarily mean anything, but like, right, if right. you're just looking at those numbers like the volume like, of yeah, like, yeah. And you're like mm -hmm. whoa how did this brand get so big the work is just like eh, it's okay yeah. but it's like branding and marketing that's and I'm sure that they invested yeah in like people or like uh, to to hire people to help them do that or learn how to do it not just the hustle of like learning how to lash it's like how to build the brand mm-hmm and I agree so yeah, like don't skimp on 
that like if you're going to invest time invest time in learning how to market yourself because also posting every day is not just like it's not a marketing strategy like you have to know like have a strategy behind it uh, and that's why you need to hire people that are um, masters in that realm uh, so really quick like how you take courses from a master lash artist to learn lashes, you wanna hire a business mentor that teaches you business or a marketing strategist that teaches you marketing strategies. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, that is why it's so important to just stop hustling, trying to just make the money to buy instant gratification things. You have to invest the money into your business in different areas, not just tweezers <laughs> or something else. <laughs> and can you do all that yourself? Absolutely. You can do your research and do all of that yourself. You don't necessarily need to hire somebody, but also keep in mind that you may stretch yourself too thin. Like mm -hmm. Louie can mm -hmm. tell you, I try to do everything. I get an idea and I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, you get burnt out, especially me yeah. with the family and other ob obligations. I right. always try to do too much. So now I'm trying to kind of hold back, hire people that I might need to, and maybe yeah. try not to take on so much all the time. Yeah, because I think that's how you scale your business faster is by hiring people that can put you at a different level faster because you're not the expert in that in that uh, specific area of expertise as always thank you so much for listening today we sincerely hope that you learned something valuable and that you enjoyed today's episode if you please will leave a review and share with us your thoughts we would love to read you especially those five star reviews which we always appreciate and always make sure to stay connected with us on our social media handles. You can find Amalia at Amalia Brazen Lash. You can find me at Wings Lash Bar or both of us at The Lash Besties Podcast. And if there are any resources or links, we will put them in the show notes below. Check them out. Thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you guys. Bye. Guys. Bye.